Welcome to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Delahook. What we know about mental health is rapidly changing, and I help you stay up to date on the major paradigm shifts from dating to love to parenting. Get ready to learn about your body, regulate your nervous system, and improve your life and relationships with ease. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Happy Nervous System podcast. This is your host, Kendra Delahook. So happy you're here. This podcast is brought to you by Roya, an online platform with courses to help you optimize your mental health by understanding your body and nervous system. Check out royawellness.com for free resources and for more information about this episode. That's R-O-Y-A wellness.com. Today we are going to talk about a hot button topic. (laughs) We are getting into the concept of dieting. I want to say if any part of this episode triggers you or brings up things that you need to process, I highly recommend if you're not driving and if you're in a safe space to take notes, maybe keep a journal and write down things you need to process more. And this could be with a professional or it could be with friends or maybe even a family member. I think dieting and just body image, it impacts all of us, but all of us are not talking about it. So it's really important to put words to what it's like to have a body, to want to try to change your body and the endless messages we receive to change our body. So I am doing my best to change the way we approach dieting, and I think it's just so important to talk about it. So before we get started, I want to be clear, I am a mental health professional. My training is to be a therapist and um, to focus on the well-being and the quality of relationships for individuals. I am not a nutritionist, I am not a dietitian, and I am not a medical doctor. Although I have worked in eating disorder treatment now for the last eight years, and for two years I was at an actual eating disorder facility. So I have worked with many, many clients, and I have a lot of experience in my personal life as well with friends and family. That give me a lot of insights and it's led me to do a lot of my own research. I have read so many books on this topic and I just find it fascinating and difficult. It's tricky. I am very well read in this area and I still struggle. So this is why I enjoy talking about it. I think it's important that we really support each other. All right, so let's talk some numbers and statistics. It was hard to find a specific number, and there was different resources that shared different numbers, but between what I found was between 90 and 95% of people failed diets. There was no lower numbers. It was all in this range. And I found one article that put it very, very well, and it said 95% of diets fail people and not people failing diets. And I think this is a very important thing to point out. We always 
blame ourselves when something doesn't work instead of blaming the method. (laughs) And if something does not work for you, it is the method, period. It is not your willpower. It is not your lack of self-control or whatever it may be. If something works, it will feel good in our body. It will be sustainable. And if it's not, our body goes into a stress response and remembers that whatever we tried did not feel good and was not safe. So we'll start there. 95% of diets fail people. And then I found that research suggests that roughly 80% of people who shed a significant amount of body fat or lose weight, um, that in the next 12 months, they regain on average more than half of what they lost. And then also there is a high percentage of people who end up with a higher weight than before they even started dieting. So fascinating. I'm sure this isn't new news to you. And we'll get into why we even diet when we know it doesn't work. We know personally and we know from from research and from science now. I also found some evidence and some research related to hormone levels that drastically shifted in dieters. So when people were on a low calorie diet or were restricting They measured their hormone levels in the years to come, I think like six months after, a year or two years, and they found that dieting induced a rapid shift in hormone levels that would tend to favor increased appetite and therefore weight gain, and that this phenomenon would not return to baseline even after months and for some people years had passed. So when I read this, it, it's just heartbreaking and it's really frustrating because we continue to attempt to diet, I think, as a nation and a lot of well-meaning professionals still encourage dieting, but the science is really showing us it does not work and worse, it backfires. One other piece I think is very important. And we actually have a fitness professional on the podcast next week. I'm very excited for you to hear her talk and share her wisdom. Um, But Dr. Shannon Ritchie will speak more about something called the body budget, and she uses another term for it. But the body can only burn so many calories in one day until it stops or slows down other important systems of the body. And this is why it is not calories in and calories out, and that can be such a dangerous message. If we continue to burn more calories or deprive ourselves of nutrition that our bodies need in a day, we will not lose fat. And instead, our body is really wise. It actually slows down or can shut down important systems of the body, such as cognitive functioning, which impacts how you are able to work throughout the day, your memory, your sharpness. It can shut down hormone pathways. This is why so many women lose their period and men can really struggle with libido. 
it can also shut down digestion. So this is dangerous. Dieting is dangerous. It should not be glorified. And again, not only does it not work, it can actually do harm to the body and to the internal systems that we just can't see. I'm sharing this not to scare you and not to beat yourself up if you have dieted in the past or if you're currently in a pattern of it, but it's it's just important to understand that diets are way more than just restricting food or being specific with what you eat. It impacts so many other systems of the body. So why do we try them over and over again? Maybe you've noticed a pattern in your own life where maybe you've overindulged or you're in a period of, you know, gaining a few pounds and then you restrict again and then you do it again and it becomes this habitual pattern, but you've never been successful at it. So why do we do it? An important point to discuss here is the industry. So the U.S. Weight Loss and Diet Control Market Report 2021 ready for this number, the market reached a record $78 billion in 2019. So I hate to be a downer, but the profit that companies are making on keeping you in the diet loop is massive. It's massive. So it's really frustrating because now If you want to end dieting and improve your relationship with food and your body, it might feel like you're you're swimming upstream. It might feel like an uphill battle because you'll continue to be bombarded with messages that dieting works and you can do it. So again, not trying to be negative Nancy, but it's this is this is the juice. Like this is important to talk about. Another topic that I frequently visit and share is that we have a problem in our society, and I think this is a huge issue in the field of mental health. And this is we get hyper-focused on a behavior and not what is underneath the behavior or what is actually driving the behavior in the first place. So many of our systems and our methods are focused on eliminating the behavior. So if you're overeating, stop eat or stop eating. If you are restricting, just eat more. And this extends to so many other behaviors, um, especially with kids. If you're acting out, okay, here's some discipline. Stop acting out. And it's a very dangerous pattern because a behavior is a reflection of our internal state, of how our nervous system is doing. And this is why I, I named the podcast The Happy Nervous System, because it is very important to understand how our nervous system is doing. And when we do that, we're able to understand why we have certain behaviors. So here's the shift, really changing your lens from what is a behavior such as overeating or restricting to what is driving you to do this. And this is why messages such as just eat less, just lose weight, just be healthy can be so damaging, especially for medical professionals. 
I won't go on a huge rant with this, but it breaks my heart how many clients and people I've talked to that are literally traumatized from their doctors, the things that they've said. And I personally have my own terrible, terrible memories of being put on a chart as a kid. I think doctors can do better and they need way more mental health training and how they talk to people about their body and their weight. This is not to slam doctors. They're doing the best with what they have and what they were taught in their programs. But I just think this is an area where we could just do so much better. And look, it is true that a lower BMI is correlated with more positive health outcomes. But recommending their patients, in quotes, lose weight only spreads shame and actually puts people in a stress response, a state of worry. And when we're stressed, this is the worst place to lose weight. This is where the body releases cortisol and actually hangs on to fat. So I'm sure you can see why this is an issue and... My dream and my hope one day is that doctors change their line of questioning from the behavior and telling patients to change their behavior to asking, how are you doing? Are you enjoying your life? How are your relationships? How is your job? How is your sleep? Do you sit down for meals? Just imagine if doctors shifted the way that they approach their patients. I think a lot would change. So let's talk about what to do. I always like to leave you with some action items um, because I've really built up a strong case now as to why diets suck. So what to do? I challenge you to look at the behavior of controlling food, urges to diet or urges to binge or overeat as an attempt to feel safe and in control. Any urges or obsession with food is a reflection of a nervous system that is not happy. So this is why it's hard to change this behavior because when we do manipulate food and control our food intake or lose control, it can work temporarily and it can actually send our brain into a very temporary state of safety and release and there's dopamine involved. But if we do this for a lifetime, mistreat and abuse food, it can cause a lifetime of suffering. So it's really important to learn to find safety and control in a way that doesn't involve food. So it works. And this is why people with legit eating disorders, the numbers are not great. Like they want to hang on to their eating disorder because it works. It meets a need, but it is not sustainable. It's actually very dangerous. And there are other ways to find safety in the body. So how do we let food be food and emotions be emotions and move on and create a life of food freedom where you're not thinking about dieting? Here's the second challenge. When you have an urge to diet or to binge or overeat, I want you to switch your lens. Remember that focusing on weight or food is a distraction. It's not the real issue. It's just a distraction preventing you from feeling and noticing how your body's doing. 
So you can actually use these urges or triggers as important messengers. I even say with my clients, like picture a character, like a little messenger running with a red flag, like, hello, pay attention. This is important. You need some support. So don't take your urges at face values. View them as messengers that you aren't feeling safe and it's time to focus on self-regulation and that it's possible to do this without abusing food. This can be done through so many ways. Um, We all self-regulate differently, but it's important to focus on comfort and pleasure. So really asking yourself, am I seeking comfort these days? Am I allowing myself to engage in pleasure? These are two really, really important measures for your brain to feel safe. And when we are manipulating food, it is safe to say our brain is detecting threat. And instead of giving it the false perception of safety by manipulating food, you can do it behaviorally. So for some, it might be removing stressors such as a sucky job. So really looking at big picture in your life, if big things need to change you're in a bad relationship and you don't want to put lipstick on a pig so it could be time to really look at the big things in your life that are causing you stress for others it's more simple it's just adding in more downtime adding in an afternoon nap or adding some body work such as massage acupuncture more yoga for others it could be more physiological so improving sleep shifting the time of day that you eat. And this is truly why I developed my course, the Happy Nervous System course, um, to help you identify the specific things you need to change in your life to have a happy nervous system. I talk about something called bio-individuality, and we are all wired so very differently and feel threatened or safe for different reasons. So if you are interested in this course, just head over to royalwellness.com and you can find out some more information there. But this is the this is the stuff I get very excited about helping people identify because I believe it can be life-changing. It definitely was for me. Finally, I want to give you one more takeaway. And this is to challenge your idea of how to reach goals. For some reason, in our society, we have fused goals and even dreams with suffering and pain and challenge. And I just find this hilarious. Yes, it's important to take risks. And yes, it's going to be uncomfortable and vulnerable. Like for me, starting this podcast... Hello, not easy. (laughs) I oftentimes doubt myself, but I love it. It's enjoyable. So it's always worth it for me. I challenge you to change your idea of what achieving a goal could look like. Instead of suffering your way to a goal, so if weight loss is your goal and you have legit reasons, um, health reasons to lose some weight, 
What if you could enjoy your way to that goal instead of suffer through dieting and restriction and overexercise? So I always say life is hard as it is. It takes courage to show up and to live this life. So using more joy and pleasure and comfort and enjoying your way to a goal will be a thousand times more successful because it's sustainable. When we suffer our way to a goal, whatever that is, it is not sustainable and it signals threat to our brain and to our nervous system. And our bodies are smart. It will not repeat something that did not feel good and was not safe. And this is why hopefully I've convinced you and pitched my case as to why it's time we stop talking and spreading and glorifying diets. And one more point on this, with enjoying um, in the specific goal of weight loss or just feeling better and feeling healthier, I always talk to my clients about um, shifting their concepts of exercise, maybe changing your definition to movement, engage in things that you actually like. Do you enjoy going to the gym? Do you enjoy forcing yourself to run? For some of us, it might be yes, Um, but what are you, what, where are you just in the rat race? Where, what behaviors are you doing just because you think it's the thing to do to change your body? So changing your beliefs about working out and about eating is also very important. So allowing yourself to eat foods you enjoy ironically, is a really important part of healing your relationship with food because pleasure shifts our body into a state of safety and that's where we feel regulated. It's when we overeat or binge in a state of stress where things can go crazy and that's why a lot of people develop fear foods or have a really bad relationship with keeping junk or yummy foods in the house. But this can change. This pattern can change, but it's really important you look at your beliefs and adding more safety, comfort, pleasure into your life and into the process. And this will help shift your nervous system into a state of change that will last and it's sustainable. That is it. You made it. I definitely encourage you again to work with a professional trained in eating disorders if you have more to process. And I'm happy to provide you with great referrals if needed. Um, I know some coaches and some therapists who are very well trained and qualified to support you on this journey. The best way to get a hold of me if you're interested in referrals, it's DMing me on Instagram at roya.wellness. I will definitely do my best to get back to you and provide you with some excellent um, supports. Have a beautiful day. Please rate and review this podcast if it's been helpful for you and share it with friends because that will help me get the word out to change the world through happy nervous systems. Have a beautiful day. Take good care of yourself.